Welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone. As I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 346th time on this Friday, July 21st, 2023. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, You May Kiss the Clown. McDonald's has a lot to offer the world. I think we all know that. They're a lot like the Walmart of fast food in that sense. They have food, toys, screaming children. See? Just like Walmart. One thing I didn't know they offered, though, was wedding services. McDonald's recently told the world that they're offering a wedding catering service for people who want a Big Mac instead of steak on their big day. Unfortunately for those of us here in the States, this is only offered in Indonesia for now, but the chain said that the offer could make its way to us, and that's if the popularity's right. So for all of us that have been wanting to spend our special evening with Ronald McDonald, let's keep our fingers crossed. It could happen. How much does it cost, though? And for that matter, how much do you get for the cost? I know that's the question on everyone's mind right now, and I think I can hook you up because I have the answers you seek. The entire thing can be yours for $233, and it comes with 100 chicken sandwiches and 400 chicken nuggets. These packages, according to McDonald's, are available as long as 200 items are ordered, and in Indonesia, it's a catering-only feature. Man, I knew there was a catch to this stuff, but hey, here's the bright side. If you go over to Hong Kong, China, and you want to get married, they won't just cater your stuff, but you can get married in a McDonald's. They'll go the extra mile and do the full ceremony for you. What a deal. In this case, I'm guessing they have the pastor dressed up like Ronald McDonald to fit their branding. Groomsmen are dressed as the Hamburglar and the bridesmaids as Grimace, while the bride and groom are the only ones dressed normally for a wedding. Which is a bit strange, I'll admit, but come on, it's a McDonald's wedding. I wouldn't be surprised if they did this. And it's a pretty neat idea, too. But with that being said, I know the questions probably turn back on me. Would I want a McWedding? No, but if I happened to want McDonald's the day that one was happening, I would happily attend. While it's not my flavor as far as what I would do, I think it'd be interesting to see. And before we get to the rest of the episode, I'd like you to hear a word from my friends at McNutter Butter Coffee. The morning cup of coffee. It's an American tradition, smooth and full of flavor. Just the thing you need to get your day roaring to a start. But not all coffee is created equal. And if it's quality you crave, choose McNutter Butter Coffee. McNutter Butter is whole beans, so you can grind it yourself with the assurance of the freshest cup possible every time. Try the classic Good Morning Neighbor, a smooth all-day coffee. Enjoy in the morning to start your day or relax in the evening having a cup with a friend. Coffee Doodle Doo, a roast that's fit for a cowboy with a smoky flavor and a smooth finish. Or my personal favorite, Beanin' For You, the coffee that'll put a pep in your step with some great flavor. You can also freshen up with a McNutter Butter Facial Scrub. The saying is true. The only thing better than our coffee is sharing it with friends. To find out more, visit McNutter Butter Coffee on Facebook. This week, I would like to continue a tradition that I hold very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. This verse is talking about the safety 
that we find in the name of Jesus. We know that when hard times come as believers in Christ, we can find safety, we can find rest, we can find refuge in his name. And that's why it says this, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is powerful. The name of the Lord is something we can take refuge in. One commentary on this verse says that as believers in Christ, we can take refuge in the Lord's mercy, in the Lord's grace, in the Lord's love, in the Lord's faithfulness and forgiveness. Physical safety isn't always part of God's plan for us, but Christians, we know that our ultimate hope isn't in this world. We know that our hope is in the name of Jesus. We know that our hope is in everything he has for us. We know that our hope is in his plan for our lives and not anything this world has to offer because we're not of this world. We're in this world, but ultimately when we put our faith in Jesus, we're citizens of heaven. We are bought with his blood. We are bought with a price that he paid. So that's why we can rest assured that Jesus will work everything out for us. We can take refuge in his name. We can take refuge in his glory. We can take refuge in his power. We can rest in him and truly rest in him because his name is a strong tower. And we as righteous people, we can go to him. We can call on his name whenever we want. We can call on his name for whatever we need. We have direct access to the throne room through prayer, and he will guard us, our hearts, our minds, our bodies, everything we have. He will guard it because we're his. We can trust in him. We can hope in him, and we can find our refuge in him because the name of the Lord is a strong tower, stronger than anything we can build stronger than anything humans have ever done. The name of Jesus is above all. And the name of Jesus is stronger than all. When we are weak, he's strong. Sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. And that's why I've taken it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter to see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is, on a hike, make sure. The first response, on a hike, make sure to get an epic picture. Okay, just make sure you keep the camera stable. I mean, an epic picture is nice, but come on, that thing's expensive. And I think the whole experience would probably be significantly dulled if you come home with a camera that smashed all to bits because it fell on some rocks or something. The next response is, bring snacks for the wildlife, or you may be the snacks for the wildlife. You know, that's actually pretty good advice. I don't have much more to add to that. Moving on. The third response of the day is, on a hike, make sure someone knows where you're going. You know, that's a good idea, but to follow that up, I'm going to tell you probably something you already know. If you don't know where you're going, that's okay. As long as the guy in front of you knows where you're going. If he doesn't know where you're going, then that's a problem. As long as we're clear. And if none of you know where you're going, well then, what are you doing out in the middle of the woods? You probably should have stayed home. And the last response of the day is, on a hike, make sure someone's taking pictures. So when you're lazy years later, you can prove you used to have stamina. You know, that's a really good idea. Another awesome thing. 
Just make sure it's not a video so people can't hear you breathing hard from all the vigorous walking you just did. Because, well, it doesn't matter how old you get. Everybody gets tired once in a while. And another thing, make sure you keep that camera stable going back to the first response. Because, well, the last thing you want on a trip like this is bad pictures. Because think about it. When someday your hiking days are long behind you, when you've given up all your outdoorsy stuff and all you want to do is just sit on the couch and watch football and eat potato chips because, well, you're kind of tired and you know you're getting on up in your years, the last thing you want to do when you're reminiscing about how fit you used to be and all the things you used to do is go through all these awesome pictures of the day and think about it. Oh, yeah, what an awesome time that was. And then when you flip through the next one, it's just a broken camera. All you see is the rocks on the ground and it's kind of shattered. That would be that'd be a bummer. I don't want that for you. I haven't been to a library in I don't know how long. And I think that's the case for most people because of the rise of streaming services and YouTube where you can have all the books you'd ever want to read read to you at the tap of an icon. Some people still prefer the old paper and ink library experience, though. You know, the whole checking out books, reading them, and bringing them back to where they belong afterwards. That's the charm. I know why people do it, and I've done it before. It seems that nothing really can beat sitting back in your favorite chair with a good book. When it comes to libraries, though, some people forget or just keep them regardless of the return date. This situation, however, I'm not sure what to make of. It was on February 14th of 1904 that someone checked out a book titled An Elementary Treatise on Electricity by James Clerk Maxwell from the New Bedford Free Public Library. And now, 119 years later, the book has been returned. A man named Stuart Pline curates rare books at the library, and one day he was sorting through their donations and found the extremely overdue book. He says it hadn't been stamped withdrawn, so he knew it wasn't discarded, it was just really late getting back on the shelves. The library receives books occasionally that are 10 to 15 years overdue, but never anything more than a century late like this one. The New Bedford Library has a five cent per day late fee, so if you do the math, the fee for return on this book would be over $2,000. My goodness! But lucky for this person who kept it for so long, the library's fee maxes out at two bucks, so... Whoever it was got to read it for a while and got out pretty cheap, all things considered. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. And if you want more from the podcast, visit the website www.ebonezone.com If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.